On today's episode of Relative Currency, you're actually part of, you're an accomplice. It's, you know you know how people who drive the getaway car can get charged with first degree murder? That's pretty much what you're doing. You're in, you're, you're more, you're, you're a first degree murder accomplice when you um, co-sign with somebody. Brother, sister, and cousin, we've been relatives for a while. We're chatting about financial things. We're doing it family style. Cryptocurrency, stocks, and loans. Financial literacy. It'll be that and so much more on Relative Currency. Currency, fine-tuning financial literacy for the middle class. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Relative Currency, where we fine-tune financial literacy for the middle class. I'm Frank, here with Alicia and Treff and Paul. Again, the Dream Team returns. We have another great topic for you um, this day. We're going to talk a little bit. Um, before, before I get into what we're going to talk about, let me just encourage you to subscribe to the Relative Currency Podcast. We're on um, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, and a bunch of other platforms. But if you can't find us, you're not looking hard enough. We're, we're there. We ask you to um, download download the podcast, Relative Currency, search for it, uh, give us a rating, give us some feedback, uh, share your opinions. This is We're trying to elevate the conversation of financial literacy, and we think we can do this together. So we want to thank you for your support. Uh, you know, today... The topic is one of those thorny topics, which many of us have either been asked or maybe asked someone to do this. Um, it's a dirty word known as co-signing, and it seems like something that would be good or you could do somebody a favor, but it is a very, very dangerous, uh, pot- a very dangerous thing for you potentially. Um, I think just starting from a general, before I get into my experience, just just sharing some general thoughts on co-signing, I think a lot of people don't understand what it means. Um, in a nutshell, when you co-sign, you really sign. Like, I know they, I mean, the reason why you co-sign is because a person, or, or if you need somebody who's a co-signer, is because your credit score doesn't qualify for said loan or said loan at a certain rate. So the idea that you're just kind of a co-signer, like, it's, it's, it's you're, you're actually part of you're an accomplice is you know you know how people who drive the getaway car can get charged with first degree murder that's pretty much what you're doing you're in you're you're more you're you're a first degree murder accomplice when you um co-sign with somebody and i don't i don't want to make it you know too graphic or anything like that we don't want to make it morbid but i just want to um how would i how would i say i want to let the gravity of the situation be known that this is now your loan it shows up on your credit report it shows up with the payment history of the person who's paying it so these are very important things that sometimes people co-sign. They think, okay, I'll just do it because the person needs to get the money or they need to get the loan. I'll do it and it'll work out for them. That, you know, they're a good person, but you have to be prepared. One thing I'll say is when you co-sign, you need to be prepared to make all and every payment for that loan. And I know it's something we don't really think about because you're like, oh, you know, it's going to work out, but you don't know what's going to happen. And because of what happens, late payment, payment history is one of the biggest uh, markers for your uh, credit history grade. So, your, I mean, your credit score, excuse me, your credit history grade can bring your score down greatly. Um, you know, so it's, it's one of those kind of things where you need to have a full understanding and the person who you co-sign with you have a full understanding as well. Cause, um, 
you know, I'll kind of bring it into my situation. The situation I was in was, you know, close family member to me, uh, you know, initially, you know, signed, co-signed with that person and, you know, they had great intentions, uh, believing that person's potential, everything was great. And what happened initially was uh, that person didn't understand that by paying late, they were actually affecting my credit score. And so after we had that conversation, that kind of got straightened out. But one thing I'll say also about late payments on your credit report, they take years to go away. So it's not like, okay, you pay late. And there's different categories of late payments. There's 30 to 50 days. I mean, excuse me, there's more than 30 days, there's more than 60 days, and there's more than 90 days. Now, obviously, the, the 90 days delinquent is the worst, but any any one of those penalties will hurt your credit score. And one of the things that's not understood about payments on credits is, like, the payment due even if you pay it late and get a fine, it's not quite the same as paying it 30 days late. So let's say your bill is due on the first of the month and you pay it on, say, the 10th. That's late for, and, and they can fine you, but it doesn't show up on your credit report. So that's different, too. But if you pay after 30 days after the due date, that's considered late and the creditor will report to the credit bureau that it's late. So as a situation I was in, I, as I told you, I ended up with some late payments because of that. But that, after that was rectified, one of the other things that is unknown that you have to deal with is the, the flakiness of the creditor on, on your credit report. So right now, I have in a situation where the creditor somehow keeps flipping certain months' payment being late, even though they're not. And they've corrected it, and I've filed a dispute, and I've won the dispute, and it'll be okay for a couple of months. And then a couple of months, my score will go back down because it won't be okay. And these are all the things that can happen when you co-sign. You are actually basically taking on a loan. Um, whether or not you're doing it for somebody else, you're taking it on for yourself because it becomes everything, becomes part of you. So I want to kind of bring uh, Alicia and Treffin in now um, and, and you guys just share maybe some of your experience, share some information you guys know about co-signing, some, some stuff maybe I didn't mention, touch on that you feel like is important that people should know uh, when dealing with this, with this um, I wouldn't call it phenomenon, but dealing with this uh, situation. So I, I would say that I'm getting close to that stage of life where there's going to be a big temptation to co-sign potentially on some sort of student loans. Um, and so what's really been presented to me is that you can get loans for education, but you cannot get loans for retirement. And then, you know, uh, co-signing, as it were, Jay, what you've, or Frank, what you've said um, the fact is that that liability, as bad as it may be for the young student, is even worse for the middle-aged American facing retirement, um, particularly with the cost of education these days. And uh, obviously, we would hope to avoid the loan route, but I know that that is another big pitfall that people fall into with co-signing. And I think that if you have the money to give, to your friend or your relative, better to just give it. And uh, our grandfather uh, always said, neither a borrower nor a lender be like uh, Benjamin Franklin did. And I think it's okay if somebody accepts uh, a gift of money that you give as a loan and they have intent of paying it back. But at this point in my life, if I'm willing to give you the money, that means I'm willing to never see it again. And I'd much rather uh, give some uh financial assistance, then uh, have it become some sort of a legal matter and something where my credit now is getting dragged down 
because you just cannot control the behavior of the other person that signed on. Treffin, any experience with uh, co-signing or being asked to co-sign or have you avoided that two-step? I mostly avoided it. I did ask my mother to co-sign for my loan, my student loans, but I paid my student loans off. I don't know that she knows that I did, but I paid my student loans off three years after I graduated. So um, I was more worried about my mother's credit than she was, but I feel like my mom knows and understands more about credit than I do because of the fact that she's been in debt longer and she's had to deal with it longer in her life. I'm still somewhat uh, cautious about credit in general. I'm not, I was never really a fan of a credit card. I only got a credit card so I could do things on eBay. Um, I I don't know what my credit is now, but it should be quite healthy because I always was in the habit of paying off my credit cards at the end of the month and things like that. So I'm not uh, a fan of signing in. I hope I never get asked to. And that's good. Now, one thing you actually mentioned was one thing that that we can touch on here is make sure you're checking your credit report, everybody. Uh, credit Karma, Credit Sesame, um, they are free platforms where you can at least check your TransUnion and, and Equifax reports. For those who are, are uninitiated, there's three different credit bureaus that make up your credit score, Experion, Equifax, and TransUnion. You can get some version of, of, of a free report on all of them. You may not be able to get a free score. I think there's a difference sometimes. Like some of the sites will give you a score, but you can get your report on every site. And I guess the main thing to worry, I mean, you can decide whether or not you want your score, but if you don't, if you see bad stuff in your credit report, you need to make sure you get that removed because that's obviously going to give you a lower score regardless of if you could just, you know, see your score or not. So, Definitely, you should be monitoring your credit report because nowadays there's so many different things going on. Fraud, people commit fraud um, in their own families, not not to make you paranoid or anything, but it's just worth keeping up with your credit because I even had issues because I am a junior. And so when I was uh, some years ago trying to buy my first home, they had asked me had I had certain things happen on my credit report, and I was like, absolutely not. But... Um, the, you know, the people that I'm, you know, named after had some things happen. So it's, it's important that you, t you take full responsibility for your credit report because the thing about it is, even if it's not your fault, it's your responsibility because it's going to come back on you. It's going to affect your loan rate. It's going to affect your, your debt, you know, going back and talking about through other episodes, we talked about debt to income ratio. We talked about buying groceries. It affects everything, right? Because you the more interest you pay, on your loans, the less money you have for, for all the little different things we talk about. So, um, like I said, I, I definitely want to encourage you, do not co-sign a loan. Only things, only, here, here's, here's the only thing I can say you should be co-signing. Um, if you're married, it's okay if you co-sign a house together because even if you guys get a divorce, you're going to have to deal with that anyway. It's going to be a battle. You know, co-signing cars if you're married, I think is okay. Um, those kind of things, joint purchases that married couples do, I think those are things that are that that can that can be okay because you may want those things in both uh, the, the both parties' names. I think those are okay, but don't get caught up in a little boyfriend or girlfriend that you kind of think you're in love with and sign some form because after you break up, you still got to pay for it. So be careful with that. You know, at least have the death till you part um, there with the cosign. At least at least at least you know you have the intent of staying together. So. Like I said, I just want to, um, like I said, I'm very passionate about this. I, want, I don't want people to get tripped up by this because it's definitely something that, you know, you're going to have to deal with until, you know, 
who knows until the loan is paid off and potentially even after that the creditor has issues with the way they're reporting the debt uh being paid off so i'm i've, I've pretty much uh how would you say uh uh run the, come to the end of the road with that i want to let you guys if you guys have anything else to add uh, before we close out I'll let you guys uh jump in with anything i agree avoid any formal entanglement in anybody else's financial affairs um, unless you're married and, you know, you may feel so moved as in the case of uh, Treffin, you know, and myself, you know, with my kid, I'm certainly going to be tempted, but I, I would still say I would rather have more control over the process. Um, in that case, given all the pitfalls, I'd rather take out uh, the loan in my own name than have to worry about whether my child is going to forget to make a payment or out of pride, not telling me that they're struggling. And then, you know, our credit scores are being uh, dragged down. So I think that, um, again, if you're fortunate to have, just just give it. Um, it's There really is not a lot of benefit to co-signing on a loan. If you're able to help the person, I would rather say, hey, I'll help you, but don't. I don't want my name anywhere near this. Amen. Anything, Treffin? Yeah. I know about cosigner. I don't see any kind of uh, positive outcome from the cosigner. Um, so, yes, I stay away from it. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the, you've heard it here first. Well, maybe you haven't heard it here first, but you heard it here on Relative Currency. Be careful. Be wary of cosigning. Uh, we want to encourage you again. Listen to the podcast iTunes, Google Play, all the major platforms, Spotify. We encourage you to subscribe, give us a rating, give us your feedback. We definitely want to uh, interact with you and, um, and just and just continue to make the show better. Like I said, we don't know everything, but we are learning. We plan to learn together, and we can all be better through that. So we want to thank you guys for listening. We love you. We'll see you soon on another episode of Relative Currency. Thank you for listening to Relative Currency. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other major podcast platforms.